Welcome to Love Hate Automate, the podcast where digital dreams dress tomorrow's reality. I'm your host, Dale Parr, and with my weekly guests, we'll be diving into the vibrant world of digital fashion. Each episode, we stitch together innovation, creativity, and a splash of the unexpected. I'm thrilled to extend a very warm welcome to Avital Lagar. Avital, welcome to the show. Hi, Dale. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Avital. So let me intro- let me give you a brief introduction before handing the handing the floor over to yourself. So Avital is in the fashion and luxury innovation space as a strategist at Deloitte, Italy. Um, she's been involved with some huge collaboration projects with some of the most renowned brands, such as Valentino, Prada, Armani, Moschino, Mizzoni, and more. Uh, not only that, but she is kind of a leading expert uh, in the startup world of fashion tech. So we're so looking forward to having this conversation with you, Avital. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dale. Thank you. Uh, in fact, um, let's say I've been really honored and lucky to work with, uh, let's say, the most uh, most of the most important uh, fashion and luxury brands uh, uh, that are based here in Milan, but also they are well-known worldwide. So, in fact, um, I was working in the innovation space with, uh, let's say, C-levels and still collaborating with with many uh, fashion and luxury companies. I think that this is a really exciting way to integrate. I think that collaborating with startups and uh, fashion tech companies, uh, collaborating with fashion brands, uh, it's a really uh, interesting way and a really good way to open your horizons and to innovate in the fashion and luxury space. Absolutely. Um, maybe maybe you could describe what the kind of the fashion tech startup ecosystem is like in Milan. Yeah, sure. So I can tell you that uh, me personally, I think I spoke more than 1,000 for sure on a face-to-face or a Zoom-to-Zoom level. Uh, but uh, also here in Milan, we have uh, an amazing fashion, uh, fashion tech uh, startup ecosystem. Uh, we have, uh, let's say, the industry in Italy. So uh, the startups here are, let's say, knowing what is uh, what are the problems. And in fact, uh, many of the successful startups are or coming from the from the industry. So they mm-hmm. already have been working in a in a in a fashion industry, and they found a, a problem that they would like to solve and uh, understanding that they're not alone. Uh, and in fact, by solving this problem, uh, they launched, uh, let's, let's say, a fashion, a fashion tech startup. Uh, and uh, as well, uh, um, the, the industry, let's say that I think that during the, the COVID uh, period, uh, the fashion industry became much more open to the innovation right because we saw many retailers and brand that they never wanted even to ha- have a um, 
e-commerce store. They mm -hmm. didn't want to sell online. They said they, it wasn't their core business, but not even something that they would like to consider. Of course, during COVID, uh, brands were stressed out to innovate. And uh, also, uh, say, the fashion startups and uh, tech technologies that been there already before, uh, they kind of took uh, this opportunity and they helped to solve all, all the problems. So I believe that this accelerated the, the fashion industry here in Milan and brought it much farther on in, in the technology level. Yeah, I think it was very similar here in the UK as well. Um, you know, the, the, the conversation within the fashion industry is that, you know, the, the pandemic kind of accelerated technology adoption by around 10 years, but over the time duration of six months, everybody realized that, um, that these technology solutions were, were kind of saving um, their operations um, and were quickly adopted. And I think that has obviously changed the, the mindset, the openness um, in the C-suite, um, much more willing to give technology um, an opportunity because they can see you know, the operational benefits of, uh, of adopting tech. So uh, what, does, what role does Deloitte play in the local ecosystem? That's, uh, in fact, a great question. Um, in Deloitte... Um, we, let's say, uh, I'm working in the unit of Officia Innovazione, which is uh, the innovation center of Deloitte. Uh, so, in fact, uh, uh, we are working together with our clients uh, to help them to map the current level of uh, the innovation uh, within the company uh, to help them to understand where they can innovate or what could be um a solution for a challenge that they have mm -hmm. and therefore uh, establishing an innovation strategy and plan that could be uh, the best plan uh, for, for the company. And in fact, uh, uh, we also need to consider the brand identity. We need to consider the positioning. We need to consider many things uh, to really have a, a meaningful innovation strategy. Hey, that sounds incredible. Uh, incredible opportunity to be right in the heart of kind of, you know, uh, the Italian uh, fashion industry and being able to offer those kind of like uh, insightful and innovative services. Um, I'm sure you're adding, you and the team, I'm sure you're adding a huge amount of value back into the industry there. Yeah, definitely. A, a nice project that I would be happy to to talk about is a project that we did uh, in uh, Monte Napoleone district, uh, the store of the future. Uh, so if you are around Monte Napoleone, you can go ahead and uh, also to try it by yourself. Um, we introduced uh, at the moment uh, three uh, proof of concept. So we worked under, let's say, the open innovation uh, vision uh, and we collaborated with three uh, different startups uh, that uh, at the moment, uh, let's say, we, ha we have... Um, so we had our brief and uh, market analysis, and of course everything is there by by a reason. But uh, let's say we chose uh, three, three technologies that were uh, plug and play technologies that were quite mm -hmm. already established, established, and that the 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 company was already 
in a mature level to to work with the client, but uh, also a innovative solution in a startup core. So uh, we have uh, let's say holograms because the mm-hmm. window, the shopping yeah. window, it's quite. Uh, th- there's not much much space because in the other shopping window we have uh, let's say exotic cars that this is uh, the the passion uh, of the store in the in Larusmiani. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had the the challenge that we would like to showcase some collection, but uh, we didn't have much space. So we were thinking about how can we introduce 3D images uh, in this space and uh, to show them uh, to the client. So, of course, uh, holograms, uh, it's one of the yeah. solution. It could be many others, but mm-hmm. that's something that we liked. Uh, then you have also a virtual try-on. So, uh, Dale, for you, it could be great, but also for, for, let's say, men that are listening to us because it's menswear. So the virtual try-on, it's uh, for the men collection in uh, menswear collection in La Rusmiani. Uh, You can go, you can create your avatar based on your, let's say, face, uh, the the image of you that you, uh, the picture that you will take in the store and to see yourself in the collection without the need of changing, uh, let's say, physically the clothes. So, in fact, uh, this is a really nice way. Maybe, Dale, you never knew that orange, it's your color. You go there, you see an amazing (laughs) sweatshirt that uh, uh, is orange. And, uh, in in fact, uh, afterwards, you can also go and try it physically. But this is a nice Mm way also to introduce uh, a more playful way uh, the collection to the clients. Uh, the third one and the, the last one at the moment, it's uh, smart cameras. So uh, s- a bit like hot jar, hot jar for the internet, you know, hitting okay. map yeah. for the website yeah. that you can see where your clients are going. Uh, same here just for retail. So to see the heating map of the store. And in fact, uh, on that, uh, we can understand, okay, in the entrance, it's the most uh, uh, most trafficable area uh, and there we will launch new collection, right? So based on that, based on data analysis, you can understand how to position uh, items in the store and how to eventually, um, let's say, uh, how to uh, introduce also the the cell assistant and and mm. so on. So the sky is the limit. Yeah, all three sound incredible to be honest. Um, but certainly the, the data geek in me. Um, I when I was running e-commerce businesses, uh, I would spend a lot of time in Hotjar and in in analytics in GA4, just obsessing about that kind of data. So if I had if I had the heat maps in store, I would wouldn't. I'd struggle to break away and do anything else. I, I love <laughs> that. Uh, but talking love, um, obviously, let's talk about what your love would be for this particular podcast. So as you know, it's Love, Hate, Automate. Yep. So uh, tell me about what you love about the, the industry, the culture, the technology. Uh, go ahead. Great. So as we already mentioned love before, in fact, uh, I love making dreams come true in the industry that sells dreams. So a bit yeah. like uh, we know that there is hot jar for the internet, for, for the e-commerce, uh, to implement also uh, this uh, amazing data for the store, because why not? 
of course, being GDPR compliance and respecting our clients' privacy and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, let's say I love to to pioneer new inno- innovative concepts that uh, that they will answer or on our and our clients' uh, Im- imaginations and needs. So fashion. I mean, we are in this industry, we know it's not only about clothing, it's about storytelling, it's about creativity, it's about Mm -hmm. making dreams tangible and making them come true. And in fact, technology, it's an amazing tool that will will be able to facilitate uh, the way. So in fact, to, to, to push the boundaries of our current reality and to arrive to the perfect world that is... Uh, facilitated by technology so that that's uh, that's why i really like uh, to work in the fashion innovation uh, fashion innovation uh, let's say segment sector yeah um yeah likewise you know i completely understand uh, where you're coming from in terms of like fashion as an industry transforms visions into reality it transforms those dreams into something that can be sold and owned and, and loved for, for, for many, many years. And to, to be in the fashion innovation space, which is kind of an ever-evolving landscape, um, it's, it's really exciting that, that your passion is, is in the right place. It's fueling that journey that's guiding fashion into, into new, new realms of, of experience, of ownership. So, yeah, I completely get that. Making making dreams come true is uh, is is so romantic, but actually, it's actually very very practical and very very realistic in in today's in today's world. I love that; it's beautiful. Um, it's always so, fun to speak with someone that is a, is a dreamer like you. No, I think uh, we <laughs> yeah. need to have dreamers, but also concrete dreamers because we need to dream and we need to structure our way to get this dream. So it's uh, a balance between uh, romanticism and uh, concrete uh, strategy. Oh yeah, there has to be. We have to be addressing a core need for the audience or the the business the operation or the or the environment you know there's actually no, no reason like you say dreaming's great but actually you have to kind of have underlying intention as to what problem what core problem are, are we trying to solve so yeah it's a, it's a blend isn't it so what are the kind of so on to the hate section so what are the controversies or maybe uh, the challenges from your perspective Exactly. In fact, hate is a strong word. Uh, yes. I will add frustrate. So frustrate, good, yeah. Something Love hate, that frustrate. Is... Maybe we should rebrand, yeah. Good... Sounds good. Don't hate, uh, but uh, of course, no, uh, we live also in challenging. I mean, there are challenges everywhere. Um, and in fact, for me, uh, something that I disliked and frustrating me, it's uh, superficial innovation. Mm. Um if before, in fact, I'm coming back as well to the, the COVID time, so innovation wasn't that that in as today. No, there are many things that entered during this uh, terrible period, but there are many like the metaverse, some hype hype uh, words came out. And for me, it's frustrating me that many times uh, brands and uh, let's say corporates introducing innovation that is based on trends and lack, mm. depth and substance, right? 
So more as a marketing gimmick, which is amazing. I think it's a great also marketing strategy. But um, I think innovation should address real needs. It needs to solve real problems. It, it needs to really help to, to create a great impact. So if we're talking about sustainability, if we're talking about our client satisfaction, if we're talking about our logistics, all, all the back end, all what is under under the surface. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, like you say, it kind of rolls rolls from one to another, doesn't it? You know, we've kind of gone from kind of cryptocurrency into kind of collectible NFTs and then rolling into the metaverse and then rolling straight into kind of um, AI. And it, it's fine. These underlying technologies have a place and they are, they are well suited to businesses that understand what their core business problems are. They adopt, you know, they set out to solve the, the correct problems with the right set of solutions. Um, but they're not for everybody and they're not going to be applicable to everybody. And certainly you get um, events like CES at the turn of the year where Samsung are basically putting a tagging AI onto every item of electronics they sell because of the hype. But how, how useful is an AI-integrated vacuum cleaner? I've, I've struggled to really work work that one out. And that, that, that for me, is kind of the epitome of uh, a superficial innovation. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. To, to use AI for the sake of saying AI, no? So, uh, in fact, I, I had this uh, Monday a lecture for university students and in fact they told me but do you think AI is the future and you know this is a question that uh, uh, I mean I think it's the present but it's not the AI is a tool it's not what we need to do it's how we can facilitate every single uh, work stream to make it more efficient and, in fact, to, to use it in a way that we need to use it. Maybe, a, in fact, a vacuum cleaner. I'm not sure how much. I mean, I'm not a vacuum cleaner expert and not, it's not <laughs> my field. But I think I will go before, uh, let's say, I will implement it in many places before implementing it in a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, exactly. But I'm actually curious to see the sales of this uh, of this uh, vacuum cleaner. Yeah, me too. I'd love to have a try. <laughs> see, see what see how revolutionary it could possibly be, you know. Um what's it yeah. what's it learning and what's it trying to predict and solve? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a strange one. Um but yeah, you know, there's there is clearly a place for for general artificial intelligence. Um but again, it's the it's the solution and it's the application um it's not just uh, a one size kind of fits fits all um and it has to be used in the right way you know it has to be used with good intentions because it proliferates really quickly as we've seen and you know it's very powerful in the right hands for scientists and researchers trying to discover new new medicines but can also be really dangerous in the pa- in the hands of, of bad actors um so yeah, yeah it's uh, it's important um but it's too general isn't it to ask if ai is the future yeah yeah but uh, we are living it so it's a it's a yeah. great time to see that you know if 
before the industrial revolution took years and decades now we're living on a fast pace so it's exciting times and then then as we're talking ai the final topic of the of the pod is is automate yeah what would you like to automate well, um, for the automation part, I would like to put my, uh, let's say, consumer hat. So to put myself in the from the consumer perspective, and to think about me as a consumer, as a as a woman and a fashion enthusiastic uh, consumer, uh, what I would like to have automated to have a better, let's say, life. Uh, you know, there are ma- minimalists, there are all this trend of uh, you should have your uh, your wardrobe, your, uh, let's say, capsule wardrobe, you should have uh, these items. This is, I'm, I'm not a minimalist and I tried for years <laughs> to be more sustainable and to, you know, have all black clothes, but uh, it's not what makes me happy. So for be more, let's say, uh, more, I try to buy vintage clothing. I'm not buying fast fashion. I'm trying to be, to think really, really deeply before uh, I buy something. But uh, let's say I would like to automate my wardrobe and my closet. So this is my uh, my dream. And in fact, uh, imagine a world where you know exactly everything what you have in your closet. It's by color, it's by occasions, it's by last user uh, usage date and where mm-hmm. where you wore it uh, in a in a touch of a bottom. No, so you go and you know, okay, this is my outfit. This is for days that uh, it's sunny. This is for days that it's a bit more warm. This is for days that it's a bit colder. And uh, to really to be able to use fully your uh, your items that you have and own and still express yourself, right? So maybe uh, it's not always easy to remember everything and it's uh, not always easy. You know how many times you heard I have nothing to wear. Uh, I heard it a lot from my girlfriends. I can tell you. <laughs> I think it sure. a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we all do. No, it sounds incredible so from- because what you could do is you could have it kind of hooked up to um, to feeds from from the weather as well. So your wardrobe could kind of like think ahead for you, could say, right, today it's going to be between 18 and 22 degrees, but it's going to be windy. Um, put together some outfit combinations for you. You could have settings where it always tries to rotate certain yeah. items in, in the frequency of use. And so you constantly... You know, you're not overwashing or overwearing anything. I think it's a superb idea. We should get Samsung on the phone. <laughs> you know, I was thinking uh, to 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 you know, as a consultant perspective. Of course, you always think, okay, let's do a business plan. Let's think, is it a sustainable business? Are people are going to pay for this uh, solution? How I'm going to uh, let's say uh, to found uh, this uh, this idea. Uh, Maybe one day I will do it. For the moment, uh, me, for sure, I will be. I will be a client, but uh, we, we we will need to see. 
I actually think what's really interesting with that idea is that the purpose of digital twins, for me, mm-hmm. doesn't really have one because the interoperability within ga- gaming environments is so varied. But a digital twin comes very handy is if you have a digitized closet because when you receive your digital twin, you have a clone of your physical closet on your phone and then the app can then start to do a lot of this work for you. So effectively you're mirroring what's in the wardrobe in an application. And so actually you don't need any, you don't need to change your wardrobe. You don't need to add any hardware to your wardrobe. Uh, everything goes in directly into the app, but uh, constantly monitoring, um, you know, how yeah, in things fact, are worn. Everything is connected. So the digital mm-hmm. twin, the blockchain, the digital product passport that uh, will be able to be applied to this item. And then maybe this item will not be with me anymore because it's not more anymore my style or this color is not anymore something that I would like to wear. And then it could have another life in a other digital wardrobe on someone else, you know, and all have this life cycle and uh, to create, uh, let's say, identity to our clothes and to maintain <laughs> the respect yeah, yeah. towards everything that, that, that's been created. You know, how nice could be a story. I have a, an amazing leather jacket from the 80s um, that uh, I got from uh, from from Tuscany, from some vintage uh, vintage store. And I would be so curious to know who wore it before me. Where did they go? What what was the the, the this uh, this life of this jacket? You know. So also that could be a really fun way to continue the dream and the storytelling of of your garments. Absolutely, yeah. That that kind of um, that, the narrative and the storytelling, the life of a product. Certainly, a leather jacket that has like such a long long useful life. Um, but no, wouldn't it be great if you could actually look into the digital wardrobe of your friends and your social networks and then you could ask to borrow things and you could then start <laughs> to have a peer-to-peer kind of rental system. Um, but yeah. before, you, before you rent it, you can borrow it, let the AI combine some outfits, you know, based on your preferences and needs. And then you can decide whether you actually want it, whether it's worth doing the shipping. Um there could be loads and loads of really, really cool features. Avatar, we'll have yeah, to talk. Yeah, definitely. We'll have, we'll have to talk off record about this. <laughs> um, yeah, we will. But that, that, to be honest, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, so, Avatar, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Love, Hate, Automate. Uh, how can our audience uh, connect with you and stay in touch with what you're doing? Yeah, you can uh, add me on LinkedIn. We can have a chat. I'm always uh, open to to get to know more crazy people like me that are passionate about innovation in the fashion industry. So please, uh, please do so. And uh, thank you, Del, for for having me. I really had fun to to deep dive on some uh, on some topics uh, in the under the open innovation umbrella in the fashion sector. And uh, we for sure will have some of regular conversation about uh, some new startup ideas that we found here. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to the follow-up for sure. So just to wrap up, I'd just like to say uh, whether you're a creator, a builder or a player in the digital world, have fun and enjoy being at the frontier of technology that is definitely changing the future. We'll see you next time on Love, Hate, Automate.